the Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Ojimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. This is a spoiler podcast, so bear that in mind as we talk about the Dragon Bellow Conspiracy Part 5 in the Heart of the Storm from Usagi Ojimbo 17, uh, published by Fanographics in July of 1989. Now, this is the um, culmination, the climax, as it were, of the Dragon Bellow Conspiracy story. So all of our players are coming together. Lord Noriyuki, uh, we're introduced to a new character, Chizo. Uh, Mayamoto Usagi, of course, he's our protagonist. Shinjin, Zato Ino, and Spot are in the, the story. Genosuke, Tomoe Ame are both here. Uh, Captain Torame, Lord Tamakuro, and we visit Takohana again. Uh, Takohana was the samurai that Usagi defeated back in the first or second installment, probably the second uh, installment of the story where he was infiltrating Lord Tamakuro's forces. So the story opens with a a stormy night, the storm being an ever-present theme in this story that Mr. Sakai has used. Uh, they're at the we're, we're at the rather the White Heron Castle, which is the main castle of the Gaishu clan. Uh, the Gaishu clan is Lord Noriyuki's clan, the clan that Tomoe Ame uh, is a member of. I don't believe that we have seen the fortress named uh, the White Heron Castle, so that was kind of cool here. Uh, we see someone infiltrating, looks like a ninja uh, by all the shadow and the the, f- the shape that we see infiltrating into the fortress. We find that Lord Noriyuki is sleeping but is awakened by something and too quick to um, plainly draw. Everything is very blurred. He whips out from under the covers, reaches over to the stand, grabs a sword, and flings it in the direction that he feels there is something or hears something. And the ninja, uh, the it's, it turns out to be a Nikko ninja, it is the one that Usagi asked Shinjin to dispatch to Lord Noriyuki to inform him of what was going on, catches the samurai sword in the standard two-hand maneuver uh, on either side of the sword. And the message is passed uh, using their commonality of Usagi as the indication that the ninja is not there to try to kill Lord Noriyuki, as has perhaps happened in the past, uh, definitely with his parents. So they pass the mes- uh, the ninja passes the message, and we find out at the end of this brief interlude that the ninja is Chizu. Uh, who turns out to be Shinzen, Shinjin's sister. Cutting to the fortress of Lord Tamakuro, the ninjas, along with um, Usagi and Zato and Jinosuke, are attacking. Uh, we have a large two-page panel of the fortress itself and then individual panels of the different characters we kind of catch up and see what each of them is doing as this large battle is starting um, one of them is Tomoe Ame which we know she has been running around the castle trying to stay hidden but also find a way out so that she can get out warn Lord Noriyuki about what's going on which has already been accomplished by the ninja messenger uh, we see here early on that Zato 
finds that the uh, better part of valor is to perhaps try to escape this fight. Even though he agreed to fight, he's decided that perhaps this is not the place that he wants to be. Uh, seeing him, Ginosuke decides to pursue him because, of course, that's why they are in the story. Zato was run across, basically, by Usagi, but Ginosuke was looking for Zato to uh, bring him back and collect the reward that's out on him. We then cut to Captain Torame bringing the message to Lord Tamakuro that the fortress is under attack. Uh, Lord Tamakuro instantly demands that Torami fix this situation because the Nico Ninja clan was supposed to have been exterminated uh, per Tamakuro's orders and it was Torame's understanding that that had indeed happened but we know that it didn't because Shinjin uh, gathered others of his clan that happened to have been out of the village at the time probably on mission and has gathered the remainder of the clan to spearhead this attack and that's that's who we're seeing is the the main force here Torame uh, goes out to lead directly the troops in defense of the fortress Tamakuro decides that he needs to go to the armory to protect their tepo cache uh, because that is what is the lead weapon that he's going to use in trying to overthrow the Shogun, which is ultimately his his goal. That's why he has been doing all this. Cut back to the main attack itself. We see the Ninja Force plus friends uh, pushing in on the central tower of the fortress, which is where the armory is and the, the Tepo Cache is. So we have panel after panel of battle. The hand bombs that the ninjas are using being a primary weapon initially. They gain the fortress and and proceed to work inside uh, quickly trying to, to complete the takeover of the central fortress so they can get to this weapons cache. We cut back to Torame who has told his uh, immediate retainers to follow him down to the actual field of battle. Usagi is leading a small force of ninja here. No real direction given as to what their goal is. Perhaps they're trying to circle around, not really sure. But we, uh, they run into several of Tamakuro's guards that are uh, carrying Teppo, kill the ninja. Usagi evades that attack and jumps in the midst of them, killing them all. Uh, we, we see that perhaps the Teppo is no defense, is not an adequate defense against a, a true swordsman, particularly in close quarters like that, of course. Having range, the firearm is beneficial, but in close counters, close quarters, excuse me, perhaps not, not such a good weapon. Hearing this particular struggle, uh, Tomoyame realizes that what she hears the yellings and, and whatnot of the attack sound like her friend Usagi so she goes from her hiding place slash vantage point to rendezvous or to try to see if this is indeed Usagi who we know from previously she took the brunt of uh, an attack to allow him to escape and this is what trapped her into the fortress running around trying to find a place to hide to begin with we cut back to uh, Genosuke, or uh, Zato, excuse me, who has been beset upon by a cadre of the 
Lord Tamakuro's men and is overwhelmed but immediately um, Genosuke jumps to his aid dispatching uh, this group of soldiers the Zatu thanks him for uh, helping and of course Genosuke mutters that if anybody's going to kill him it will be him so that he in turn can gather the reward in the midst of their conversation Zatu realizes that there is a, a tepo that's lit and quickly pushes Genosuke out of the way and takes the bullet uh, that is fired. Perhaps it was meant for Genosuke, it, it's hard to tell, but either way he took the bullet in place of Genosuke. Uh, Genosuke realizes that this man now uh, shows as a man of honor because he he took the bullet for him and exclaims that uh, the Tamakuro men who killed him are scum and that his comrade lies here. So kind of a, a switch of philosophy there for Genosuke because he sees that Zato Ino perhaps is not the scoundrel that he had made him out to be in his mind. Genosuke jumps these men. Um, don't really see what happens there because we cut to inside the central tower where the Niko Ninja are now with a barrel of gunpowder to blow open an access to the central part of the tower which is where the armory itself is and as they gain this and they're running charging towards the armory they run into a fusillade of Tamakuro's men armed with Teppo who quickly dispatch the ninja again range versus close in weapons Shinjin evades that initial fusillade vaults over the line of men screaming Lord Tamakuro's name. Tamakuro immediately tries to run, yelling at his men quickly to kill him. One of them who has not fired turns and manages to catch Shinjin in the back, causing him to crash into several barrels of the black powder that they have stored there, apparently dead. Um, Tamakuro immediately exclaiming victory because the the person that tried to kill him is now dispatched and so obviously he has won. Cut back outside, uh, Usagi is still running around. Uh, again, we're not really sure what his goal is, but he runs into Takohana who is uh, at an elevated vantage point, also armed with a tepo, draws down on Usagi about to shoot him, but he in turn is dispatched by a shuriken uh, tossed by one of the Nico Ninja who is at a higher vantage point in his traipsings around the, the fortress. Uh, Torame, we see, with several of Tamakoro's men, have dispatched uh, a cadre of ninja, and they are being overheard as far as their plans to gather the remainder of the men and rendezvous at the tower, and those men that Tamakuro, uh, that Torame are ordering are in turn dispatched by a hidden ninja via Shurkin. The ninja dire uh, directly attacks Torame, and in that melee is himself, the ninja, killed. That action uh, has brought Usagi to the point, uh, to, to that part of the castle, and he sees that Torame is here. They have their exchange about, well, Usagi betrayed. Well, no, I didn't betray because I was never part of your group. Usagi is saying, you know, you should stop this, and they talk about... Uh, Bushido, which is the samurai's code, about the conversation that they had earlier, which more exemplifies a Bushido question. 
So Usagi's trying to talk him down from the ledge, basically, but finds that Torame is going to see this through. He is a follower of Tamakuro, and he will die a follower of Tamakuro, no matter how wrong his lord is. So they engage in a sword duel. Uh, through several panels, we see ultimately that Usagi does dispatch Torame, but he is none uh, joyant about the death of Torame because he found perhaps a similar honor among them, if not mindset. So Usagi dispatches him, uh, starts to kind of shuffle off with his head down and his shoulders slumped because of what he's had to do. Tomoe uh, reaches Usagi, so they are reunited, and as they are, you know, briefly exchanging the, are you okay? Yeah, man, are you okay? Kind of thing here. We see Genosuke uh, running up to them, followed by a cadre of Tamakuro's soldiers. Soon as Genosuke gets there, the three are beset and are engaged in a skirmish with uh, these Tamakuro men who were chasing after Genosuke. Back inside the armory, we see that Tamakuro is still uh, verbally celebrating his win, but unbeknownst, Shinjin is not dead. He's, he's not quite dead, uh, to quote Monty Python. He reaches into his, uh, his sleeve and pulls out uh, flint and is trying to strike the flint because he finds that the black powder that he landed against has now spilled out and he can use it ultimately to accomplish the goal, which was to destroy this weapons cache. So he's attempting to light the powder. Tamakuro screams no, and then the next panel is a full-page spread of the central tower of Tamakuro's fortress exploding with Usage Genosuke and Tomoe leading a retreating charge of the ninja that are left as they're, they're leaving just in time, basically, as this explodes, uh, this tower explodes. Outside the fortress, uh, on a hill overlooking it, we see that the Nico ninja bid adieu to the rest of our forces here. They have their own thing to do. Usagi asks Genosuke about Zatu. Zatu tells... Uh, Genosuke tells him that Zatu was shot and that Spot had decided to stay with him. So uh, the assumption is that he got caught up in this explosion and is dead. And then as a, a last hopeful uh, full page here, we see them standing on a hillside. From behind, we see, looking up at the sky, the sunlight's starting to stream as the sun is rising. The clouds are dispatching and fading away. And this dragon that has been the symbol of the Dragon Bellow conspiracy, we see that the dragon is starting to fade as well. So the storm uh, has faded and is dispelling. The sun is rising. So uh, ultimately, uh, without the words, we see that this is the end to this particular story because of the way Mr. Sakai drew that. Um couple new characters, well, one new character, uh, Chizu, as I said, she turns out to be Shinjin's sister. D didn't say her name in this particular story. I had to do a little bit of research and found who that was. Uh, we see the return of Takohana. Uh, ultimately, he died, but a character is brought back who perhaps had a particular mat on for Usagi because he was defeated and belittled in front of his lord. Uh, we saw the words Teppo, which is the Japanese for matchlock guns. Uh, 
rough equivalent, and the Bushido, uh, which is the samurai's code of honor, the, the code that they live by. We saw both of those new words, although I think we've seen Bushido. Might have seen Teppo previously also. Those were used in the story. Um, the the things that I noted, I think, in the in the story that were kind of interesting, the name of uh, Lord Noriyuki's fortress as the Heron Castle, Chizu's introduction, perhaps she will be back, perhaps, uh, particularly if her brother Shinjin did indeed die in this attack, uh, the return of Tokohana, who ultimately uh, died anyways, and then the, I, I like the, uh, the fading of the dragon as the clouds parted in the sunrise, a, a pretty uh, poetic way of saying the end to the story. Uh, that's everything uh, that I saw that I wanted to, to bring to anybody's attention. If you guys uh, have anything that you want to send my way, you can send it to the Usagi Podcast at gmail.com. That's the email address. The readerfeed.com is where the episodes are posted. Uh, the Ronin Rabbit is on Google+. And on Facebook, I post notice of the episodes on Usagi Yojimbo Dojo page. I want to thank Steve for allowing that. And if you do want to send something by way of Twitter, you can send it to Teal Productions. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you again next time. Bye. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal Production, and as such, is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, Non-Derivatives, 3.0, Unported License. 